on today's episode. We'll talk about last night's heartbreaking loss. The Stars lose 2-1 to one in overtime to the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. We'll show some appreciation for the Stars' penalty kill and look ahead to this weekend. The Stars welcoming the Calgary Flames, a matchup between the two teams for the first time since Game 7 of Round 1 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. All of this and more coming up on a Friday episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Friday, January 13th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping in and for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new to the show and you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you like daily Dallas Stars content. You can also find us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We are free and available no matter where or how you may choose to consume this pod. Thank you guys for the continued support throughout the season and this week. And it's a little bit sad that we're ending the week on such a bummer. I was getting ready clock winding down in this game against the Rangers. I'm excited. Uh, I'm getting I'm thinking about hopping on here and talking about man another great performance from Jake Gottinger. Tyler Sagan gets his 10th goal of the season on the power play. It seemed like it was going to be a, a good happy episode and there's still going to be some good stuff ahead. But but it, it's it's a little bit of a damper to to go out this week with what transpired uh, at Madison Square Garden on Thursday night. Now twice this season we have been robbed of a Jake Ottinger road shutout against a Metro Division team. Uh, but this one against the Rangers stings quite a bit more uh, than the one in Columbus against the Blue Jackets a few weeks ago, the week of Christmas. But still, a, a bitter taste in the mouth uh, for the Stars. And to, to no fault uh, of Jake Ottinger, who still played a fantastic game at MSG on Thursday night. The, the, the Rangers just getting that puck to go in. Keandre Miller at the last second, forcing overtime, uh, and then stealing the game from the Stars in OT. And all season long, we've had games that have gone to overtime, that have gone to the shootout, and, and we're relatively happy at the end of those games. We say, well, the Stars were down and had to come back, or it was a back-and-forth game, and, and the Stars should just be glad to salvage a point from this game. But salvage is not the word you can use for the Stars in this instance. It's not really how it works this time around. There's a little bit more uh, of a sting uh, to this one. This is a game where the Stars absolutely should have gotten two points out of this contest. Either the game was tied or they were leading for, you know, 59 or yeah, 59 minutes, 59 seconds. I mean, they were literally less than a second away from winning this game against the Rangers. And it's not that they played a perfect game. There were, you know, stretches throughout the game where the Rangers were controlling the puck, dominating time in the offensive zone. Really, that second period felt like it belonged to the Rangers until Tyler Sagan scores. And, and, and I mean, but the third period, I thought the Stars played really well. I thought the penalty kill looked really good. We'll talk about the penalty kill a little bit later. But, I mean, the Stars could have done a lot of things differently down the stretch, I think, to change the score. And I know that there's some people that 
want to say, oh, well, the officiating was bad in, in overtime. They should have called a trip or they should have called this or that, and the game shouldn't have ended the way it did. But I, I just don't think that the referees were looking to, to make any sort of call, at least in that instance. There's some things that you absolutely do call in overtime, but a chaotic play like that, I mean, you just don't see the referees make, the, you know, blow the whistle like, like that every single time. Although I wasn't a huge fan of the officiating in this game in general, especially the uh, the Jake Gottinger mask fiasco where, you know, his equipment is broken. He literally cannot play the game properly uh, and his team is penalized for it. Uh, but but I digress there. That's a different discussion for a different day. The Stars still could have done some other things on their own in order to secure the win. They could have scored on the empty net, unable to do that. And it comes back to bite them in this contest. And I mean, you got to take advantage of those opportunities to score on the empty net. And you have to take advantage of some great games from Jake Ottinger, like the Stars have gotten over his past three outings. And in the past, you know, the game against the Panthers on Sunday and the game on Tuesday against the Islanders, the Stars did just that. And they did just enough to secure the win. Felt like you know, that the Stars were winning. Uh, Jake Ottinger was doing his thing in spite of the rest of the team coming up short, but it felt like it was flipped. It felt like Jake Ottinger was doing everything he was supposed to do, and the Stars still lost uh, in spite of the effort from Jake, who really did deserve the win and deserve the shutout in this contest. Just not meant to be, and I mean, it is a bitter loss. It, it's, it sucks to, to watch a game end like this for a team you support and a team you watch night in and night out, and, and it's not as comforting as it's been at other stages throughout the season but at the end of the day at the end of the night a point is a point it still provides some value the stars still get three out of four on this trip to new york but you just aren't quite as satisfied with this one as as you would be if you know you were down by a few goals and you come back late in the game you look at that game against carolina against the hurricanes back in mid-december the stars down two goals in the third period they force a tie lose in overtime you're a little bit more pleased with a, a single point out of that game as opposed to this game where you're leading late in the third period uh, and you allow overtime to be forced and you end up with the loss it, it varies game by game there's still some value to it but it could have been a much more valuable game for your team. And I think Coach Pete DeBoer summed everything up quite nicely uh, in his remarks to the press after the game. Let's go ahead and tune into that right now. Yeah, tough. I mean, over a long season, you're going to have, you're going to win some games like that. You're going to lose some games like that. I really liked our game, you know. Uh, you know, a little bit of uh, the hockey gods, I think, evening things out. I thought we played a much better game tonight than we did in the island. We got two points in the island, so... Um, you know, it was a good road trip, and more importantly, I, I liked our, our game tonight. What do you look at Jake? He's been stringing a few together like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, just fantastic. You know, he's he's been a back our backbone, uh, and when he's playing like that, you know, it gives us a chance to win every night, regardless of the team you're playing or the rink you're in, or if you're on the road in a tough environment. He's just been lights out. What did you like about your game? It seems like a lot of little details, different guys playing yeah. smart hockey, I guess, putting the puck yeah. in the right place. Yeah, I, I just think it was a really, our, our execution, our attention to detail was where it needs to be playing against a good team on the road. You know, the other night against the Islanders, we, I didn't think it was for 60 minutes. And, you know, and Jake had to bail us out tonight, I thought, you know, we gave uh, Jake a much better chance to win the game because uh, our details and execution were a lot better. What did you like about Taylor Sagan's performance? Yeah, that Siggy did a good job. You know, worked hard. Um, you know, those are big shoes to fill with Rupe out, but, you know, we have the luxury of some depth there and 
big goal for us. Um, yeah, did a good job. This would have been a ideal night for the Stars to pick up two points. The Blues lose, the Predators lose in regulation, but the Jets and the Wild both pick up two points in their game. Uh, it would have been nice for the Stars to pick up two points, but nonetheless, you got to take what you can get and you got to move on to the next one, which has been the theme for the Stars this season after heartbreaking losses like this. They have a pretty good track record for getting back on the right side of things after a gut-wrenching loss, and they'll have a great opportunity to do just that on Saturday. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show, but right now we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll shift our attention to some happier thoughts and give some love to the Stars' penalty kill. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you've got to try Built Bars. We just got through the holidays, and I know one of my goals is to eat a little bit healthier this year. I'm sure you guys are in the same boat. We could all afford to eat a little bit healthier from time to time, but you don't want to compromise taste. Then you've got to try Built Bars. Built Bars are healthy. They actually taste really good. They're good for you. And I'm not kidding. This isn't just me rambling on feeding you a bunch of lies. They're actually delicious and they're good for you. It is the perfect food and snack for your New Year's resolution. What makes a Built Bar taste so good? Well, for starters, it's covered in 100% real chocolate and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And I'm not really sure how Built does it, but their bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they are healthy for you. Like I said, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can get your own Built Bars at Walmart or Sam's Club or Built.com. No matter where you buy them, be sure to get your hands on some Built Bars today. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. For your next listen, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast. I don't think I've announced this yet here on the show, but every Tuesday, I am on the Locked On NHL podcast with Brett Holden, host of Locked On Oilers. We cover all things Western Conference. Again, that is on Tuesdays. Uh, but you can listen to Locked On NHL all throughout the week to get caught up to speed on everything you need to know across the NHL. Uh, and also hear a familiar voice in myself uh, on Tuesdays talking all things Western Conference. But let's get back to the Dallas Stars talk and pull some of the positives from Thursday night's overtime loss. And I really want to take some time and highlight the penalty kill and specifically some of the players on the penalty kill. I mean, there every time the Stars play a game, every time there's a hockey game played, there's always a few plays that stick out and really make you appreciate a player on the ice. Sometimes it's a slick pass. Sometimes it's a great shot. It's a one-timer. It's a blocked shot. Uh, it's a stick check. It's a poke. It's a finishing a check along the board. But last night, I, one of the plays that stuck out to me the most was a play where really not a lot happened. It didn't result in a goal, didn't result in a dramatic save from a goalie. It, it was a pretty routine play that I think a lot of people could overlook. And this is a play that happened fairly late in the game on the Rangers' final power play opportunity. The puck found its way to go across the blue line, meaning the Rangers were going to have to touch up. I believe the Stars got some sort of clearance on this puck, and it starts to slowly trickle into the Rangers' zone. And there's a couple Rangers skaters going after the puck, but then here comes Luke Glendening, the Dallas Stars forward. He was hustling down the ice, not necessarily the fastest player, but you could just tell by the way he was moving that he was moving with everything 
he had to chase down that puck. He was relentless in his pursuit of that puck with a couple of under other Rangers skaters around. Somehow Luke Glendinning wins the race, gets possession of the puck for just a second. And then as soon as he gives it up or, you know, it gets off his stick and gets back into the possession of New York, he is hustling with the same speed, heart and effort right back down the ice on defense. And it's little plays like that, that make this stars penalty kill. So good. The stars went uh, four for four on the PK last night. Uh, a pretty good Rangers power play. Granted, they were without Chris Kreider. They still had Mika Zibanejad, Adam Fox, uh, Artemi Panarin. I mean, the pieces were still there for that to be a successful uh, power play for the Rangers on Thursday, getting four opportunities. But the Stars PK held strong, and you have to give credit to Jake Ottinger, but the, the players on the ice, the skaters for the Stars, I think did an excellent job. And that play from Luke Glendinning, I think really embodies what he's all about as a player and what the Stars are all about uh, on the penalty kill, which has just been fantastic for the team all season. And it's made that unit one of the best in the NHL. And I mean, Luke Glendinning is a guy who doesn't get a whole lot of recognition. He's not necessarily, you know, you ask players that, you know, to name or fans rather to name players on the team. And Luke Glendinning is certainly not going to be the first guy named, but he still provides a ton of value to this team. And a lot of it has to do with the penalty killing and the defensive side of his game. I mean, look at these guys playing these crazy minutes on the PK last night. Luke Glendinning skated three minutes and 41 seconds on the PK. Roddick Foxa. Two minutes and 50 seconds, Yoel Kiviranta, three minutes and three seconds. Ty Delandria, three minutes and 17 seconds. Essa Lindell, six minutes and 18 seconds on the PK. And Yanni Hockenpah, six minutes and two seconds. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of penalty kill time, especially in that second period for the Stars. And these guys were just out there consistently, time and time again, giving it everything they had blocking passing lanes, using their bodies, using their sticks, and using their speed and their hustle in order. I mean, it's just the small play. Luke Glendinning chasing down that puck, holding it for a few seconds, but that ticks precious time off the clock. That allows his teammates to get a change. That allows his teammates to go get a rest on the bench while he's still out there, giving it everything he's got. And a lot of those other guys I mentioned, Foxa, Kivi, Ty Delandria, Essa, Yanni, I mean, they, they do it as well. And I mean, there's other guys out there that don't get as many PK minutes. Tyler Sagan hops out there every now and then. Jamie Benn, uh, a few other defensemen like Miro Haskinen out there every now and then as well. I mean, the effort is just unbelievable from this from this group night in and night out on the PK. And they were fantastic. And they were a huge reason why the Stars were in a position to win the game in regulation. I think it would have been easy for the, the team to fold or, or give in a little bit and allow the Rangers to get a power play goal, especially on the road. The Stars' PK doesn't always seem quite as effective, but they were really effective, and it was some of the best killing we've seen from them this season. And especially that second period, the things that they were able to do were monumental for the team because it just throws off the rhythm of the game to be on the kill that often. Just felt like you know they'd kill a penalty, and then a minute or two later, they're they're back with someone else in the box. It's a delay of game. It's Jake Ottinger taking off his mask with a, a equipment malfunction. It's a roughing penalty on Ryan Suter, so on and so forth. I mean, these things that 
Uh, some of the stuff it was out of the star's hands, and it's just bad officiating, I would say. But some of the things preventable, regardless of whatever the penalty is, you still have to go out there and you have to play the kill for two minutes. And the stars did that with excellence. Uh, and it just makes it difficult for the team. It's easier said than done because your non-killers are out of the game. Your Pavelskis, your Robertsons, your Gurionovs, they're not in the game. They're kind of taken out of the game. Their rhythm is thrown off a little bit. And meanwhile, at the same time, the guys that are out there that I was talking about, your Glenn Dennings, Delandrias, and Hockenpahs, those guys are just out there continuously. They're getting gassed. They're getting worn down. And then you just kind of have this inconsistency across your roster where some guys uh, have energy and they're not as tired, but their rhythm and timing has been thrown off. And then you have guys who feel like they just haven't gotten a break in five minutes and they, they really just don't have a lot left in the tank. And so I, I think it speaks to the, the effort and, and the energy that the Stars play with defensively to keep the Rangers off the board, especially in that second period. It was huge for them in the game. And I think we're going to continue to see more of that throughout the season. It's been a trend all season long for the Stars, and a reason why they're doing so well this season uh, is they take pride in that defensive identity, whether it's five on five or on the penalty kill. Well, we're going to take one more quick break, and when we come back, we'll shift our attention to this weekend. The Stars welcome the Calgary Flames to town in what should be an exciting Western Conference matchup. More on that right after this. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from NFL playoffs to basketball to the NHL. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. All right, final segment of the week here at Locked on Stars, shifting our attention to Saturday. We're leaving this overtime loss in the dust. What's in the past is in the past, and now we look ahead to the next matchup. And this isn't just any old weekend matinee game. The Stars are welcoming the Calgary Flames, the team that knocked them out of the postseason. Just a few months ago, I say a few months ago, I mean, it was back in the month of May, quite a bit of time ago, uh, but you just know that a lot of the guys in the Stars locker room have not forgotten that feeling of getting eliminated in Game 7 of that first round series. This is a big game, not just on that front. This is a big game for a lot of reasons. Of course, the Stars want to defend home ice, even though they're playing this game, and then they head right back out on the road, going back to the west side of the country. But even if it's a one-game homestand, or it's a five-game homestand. You have to defend home ice and get wins whenever you're back at home. And, of course, the Stars need to have a nice bounce-back game after a heartbreaking loss uh, in last night's contest. And then the, I think the biggest reason of, of them all for the Stars to come out and play with a ton of intensity of this game is getting revenge. This, this Flames roster looks drastically different. Uh, there's a few key players that were on last year's Flames team that aren't around anymore. They're on different teams, but you just know that this Stars team wants to crush these guys. These are the guys that knocked them out of the postseason, the guys that threw off what, what was shaping up to be a potential magical run, uh, a, a deep Stanley Cup playoff run. I think it could have been for the Stars if they're able to get past the Flames. Johnny Gaudreau's gone. Matthew Kachuk is gone, but 
There, there's still a few familiar faces on this team. Elias Lindholm, Tyler Toffoli, uh, but then they add some new players as well. Nazem Kadri comes from the defending Stanley Cup champion Avalanche. Jonathan Huberdeau, Mackenzie Wieger come to the Flames via the Florida Panthers, where that's where Matthew Kachuk is now. So a little bit of a different look of, a, of the team, but still also a few guys that have stuck around in this organization for a while now. And this is a game that the Dallas Stars can definitely win if they play their game. The Flames are not the offensive powerhouse that they were last season. They're only 25th in power play percentage this season, only 20th in goals scored, 17th in goals against. So not necessarily an outstanding team on either end of the ice. The goaltending, not as solid as it's been in the past. Jacob Markstrom has taken a few steps back this season. Dan Vladder, uh, the backup, he, he does fine every now and then. I believe he got the start last night against the Blues, where they were victorious over the St. Louis Blues. The Flames were, so they'll be coming into Dallas off of a win. But the Flames are kind of in a weird spot right now. And, you know, I plugged the Locked On NHL show earlier. Me and Brett talked about the Flames and the Oilers a little bit on Tuesday's episode of Locked On NHL, talking about how both teams from Alberta, they have potential. They've shown flashes this season, but they just don't really seem to be these true playoff contending teams. Even if they get into the playoffs, they just don't really seem like they'll pose that much of a threat for a long-term run. So even though the Flames were a great team last season, they're certainly not the same group this year. And this is a game that the Dallas Stars can certainly win. It's just a matter of will they come out and play their own game? Will they play their own brand of hockey? And, and, and can they come out and get a win after they've taken yet another punch to the gut? I mean, the Stars have been pretty good all season at responding to these awful ending games. I mean, you look back that game in Pittsburgh against the Penguins, the Stars surrender that late goal in the third period. They get nothing out of that game, but then they bounce back the next night in New Jersey and they gut out a huge win. I don't expect this game to be as close against the Flames and it's not night two of a back-to-back, -back, but it's still an important game for a ton of reasons. The Stars need to come out Forget what happened on Thursday and find a way to get two points on home ice and get a little bit of revenge against a team that I'm sure there's some ill intentions for. And of course, the biggest thing to be on the lookout going into this game for the Stars is the potential return of Rope Hint. Still not much insight on what his injury is. We know it's upper body and we know from Coach Pete DeBoer that it doesn't seem to be anything too serious. Doesn't look like it's going to be something that keeps him out long term. He didn't go with the team to New York. Hopefully he's been resting, recovering, doing whatever he needs to do in order to get back to being himself, and hopefully we'll see him back out on the ice on Saturday, because I think we've seen over these past two games, the Stars offensively, they still have a little bit of a kick, but they're not the same team if number 24 is not out there on the ice, so we can only hope that we will see the ace of spades return to the rink on Saturday and help the Stars get the win. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you guys again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to tune back in on Monday. Got a busy week ahead of us. The Stars hit the ground running on Monday. A game in Las Vegas. Big sports day for Dallas on Monday. The Cowboys in the playoffs against the Bucks. But before that game starts, the Stars will be playing in Las Vegas against the Golden Knights, the two best teams in the Western Conference going head-to-head, -head, uh, and we'll be getting prepared for that game on Monday's episode. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Be sure to, to subscribe to the show on YouTube, follow on your favorite podcasting platform, and follow us on social media as well, at LockedOnStars on both Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account, at Dane double underscore Lewis. Thank you guys again for tuning in. 
Hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you back here on Monday. 